This is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Emilio Bovale. And I'm Isabella Serra. We want to remind you that this program broadcasts from the rightful lands of the Tiwa people. Tonight, we explore what democracy means. That's right, Isabel. That is a word that is spoken thousands of times in an hour right now. And this evening, we want to share some definitions and perspectives on the topic of democracy. To get us started, let's listen to the definition of democracy. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, democracy is a government in which the supreme power lies with the people and is exercised by them through a system of representation involving free elections. The definition also includes that democracy is a government by the people. We now want to share some voices and perspectives describing or critiquing democracy. The perspective we bring you is from the late John Trudell, a Santi Dakota author, poet, actor, musician, and political activist. He was best known for his involvement with the American Indian Movement AIM during the occupations of both Alcatraz and Wounded Knee. He delivered his address at a 2001 benefit for the Uwa people of Colombia and their resistance to oil drilling on their ancestral land. Democracy. I want to say this because see, it's about our responsibility and intelligent use of our thoughts and you know, thinking of, just thinking about things and seeking more clarity. See, as a native person, Democracy means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> All right? We just think, if we just look at things, democracy, it's supposed to be about the majority rule. So let's look at the birth of democracy on this hemisphere. The birth of democracy on this hemisphere, if you were Indian, and incidentally the majority, <laughs> you were automatically the enemy. So you didn't get to play. And if you were a woman, you were mentally inferior, so you didn't get to play either. And if you were a, a black, you were property, so you didn't get to play. And if you were a white male that did not own land, you had no taxable value, so you didn't get to play. This is the reality of the seed that was planted there. So the smallest number of people, and they were thieves and murderers, <laughs> they decided... What are the grand institutions and rah-rahs now that people go around trying to save? Well, you know, see, every generation has the responsibility to create the living reality and way that they're going to live with the earth. It's not right. We have the responsibility to do this. It is irresponsible when we keep ourselves chained to dark age controlling thoughts, all right, that are going to mess up the lineage of our descendancy. So we have to think about certain things. See, and for us as Native people, see, now that we're the smallest numerical minority, right? They say vote. Yeah, right. You didn't, you didn't kill me. What, you left me alive because you think I'm stupid? Yeah, vote. See, so to me, it's all just a scam. It's part of that magician's waving the, the handkerchiefs and stuff. So I think that we have, to me, like a responsibility. And I'm not saying people vote or don't vote. I'm, not say, I'm just saying this is my observation. See, and I don't think that democracy is the solution. I think, you know, because I've had people say, see, I come from a tribe. Tribe lives with the land in a tribal way. See, I understand that reality much more better. See, and I get people coming up to me and saying, well, no, democracy in the pure form, the way it's really supposed to be. 
See, in my attitude, it is what it really is supposed to be. Don't you get it? Heroin for your consciousness. It's heroin for your intelligence. Shoot this up and go on a trip, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it'll make you lethargic and everything. It's got all the elements there. <laughs> now, I never tried heroin, okay? But I've been around democracy, and I, and I know some heroin users, so I know. <laughs> I remember what I saw. But we need to think about what it is that we're going through. And for us, see, it's, we think our way through. Think our way through. Our clarity and our coherency, and we all have it, you know, and, and it deals with, all right, I really am going to get out of here, but we have a responsibility. And responsibility is like response and ability. <laughs> so we have a responsibility. All right, to use our gifts as responsibly as we can. And as a part of that, whatever our intentions are in this world, it's about synchronicity. You know, we have motives, we have intentions, we have understandings, and then we have actions. Those things have to be synchronized when a good intention is to have a good result. You know, there are certain things that we just need to really to look at. But we need to always be honest with ourselves. We should always tell ourselves the truth. Because if we're going to pass anything real on to the next generation, we can love them and care for them however we want. But I guarantee you, if we're not real to ourselves, what we pass on to them is going to be affected by that lack of reality. This is about our responsibility, and we can't blame anybody about it, man. It's our responsibility. But response and ability. It is our ability, and we should respond with it. It's very crucial to whatever's going to go on because we're not going to leave them political systems or economic systems or any of these other things, all right, that are going to ensure their survival. But how they understand who they are and the purpose and reason of their intelligence, this is what's going to keep them going. The ability to use our intelligence, everything now is being programmed to keep us from thinking. Jump on a Nintendo and listen to the buzz, or, you know, <laughs> the kill and everything. The age of information means <laughs> don't think. What an interesting perspective on democracy. What is your perspective on democracy? While you think about that, we bring you Bob Marley's redemption song. We forward in this generation Triumphantly Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom Cause all I ever have Redemption songs Redemption songs How do we reimagine education? How do we reimagine community? And how do we reimagine democracy? Grace Lee Boggs was a Chinese-American author, social activist, philosopher, and feminist from Detroit who believed in reimagining democracy. She studied at Barnard College and Bryn Mawr, receiving her PhD in 1940. Her studies in philosophy and the writings of Marx, Hegel, and Margaret Mead led her to a lifetime of social activism. Grace Lee Boggs embraces a philosophy of constant questioning, not just of who we are as individuals, but how we relate to those in our community and country. Here is a Grace Lee Boggs quote read by Barbara Ramirez. 
I would say that we've got to redefine democracy, that we have been stuck in concepts of representative democracy, that we believe that it's getting other people to do things for us that we progress. And I think that we've reached the point now where we're stuck with a whole lot of concepts. So that when Michael Moore speaks about the number of people who make all this money and other people who don't, it sounds like if we're struggling for equality with them. Who wants to be equal to these guys? I think we have to be thinking much more profoundly. And I think that talking about recovery, talking about democracy, we too easily get sucked into all nations of what we want. So we're expecting protest. I'm not expecting so many protests. I don't mind protests, and I encourage them at times. But what happened in 2001 in Porto Alegre, Brazil, when people gathered to say another world is necessary, another world is possible, and another world is happening, I think that's what's happening. In Detroit in particular, people are beginning to say the only way to survive is by taking care of one another, by recreating our relationships to one another that we have created a society over the last period in particular, where each of us is pursuing self-interest. We have devolved as human beings. Grace Lee Boggs. Thank you to Grace Lee Boggs, who mentored and shaped so many movement makers who are working toward justice and equity. Here is another perspective on our topic this evening in the form of music. Democracy by Leonard Cohen was written after the fall of the Berlin Wall, at a time when it was perceived by many that American democracy was expanding and a new era of happiness and joy was going to begin. However, Leonard Cohen showed concerns, arguing that promoting democratic ideals is a long dynamic process that is more complicated than simply creating a democracy. From the war against disorder, You just heard Leonard Cohen's perspective through his song, Democracy. Now we bring you Black Girl Soldier by Jamila Woods, an inspiring song that reminds us of Black girl magic and power. See, she's Kamala Harris is the United States' first female vice president, the highest-ranking female elected official in U.S. history, and the first African-American and first Asian-American vice president. Here's her vice presidential acceptance speech on November 7th, where she includes the spirit of the late great Representative John Lewis and reminds us Black women are the backbone of our democracy. So... Thank you, good evening. So, Congressman John Lewis, Congressman John Lewis, 
before his passing, wrote, democracy is not a state, it is an act. And what he meant was that America's democracy is not guaranteed. It is only as strong as our willingness to fight for it. To guard it and never take it for granted. And protecting our democracy takes struggle, it takes sacrifice, but there is joy in it and there is progress because we, the people, have the power to build a better future. And when our very democracy was on the ballot in this election, with the very soul of America at stake, and the world watching, you ushered in a new day for America. To our campaign staff and volunteers, this extraordinary team, thank you for bringing more people than ever before into the democratic process. And for making this victory possible, to the poll workers and election officials across our country who have worked tirelessly to make sure every vote is counted, our nation owes you a debt of gratitude. You have protected the integrity of our democracy. And to the American people, who make up our beautiful country. Thank you for turning out in record numbers to make your voices heard. And I know times have been challenging, especially the last several months. The grief, sorrow, and pain, the worries, and the struggles. But we have also witnessed your courage your resilience, and the generosity of your spirit. For four years, you marched and organized for equality and justice for our lives and for our planet. And then you voted. And you delivered a clear message. You chose hope and unity, decency, science, and yes, truth. You chose Joe Biden as the next president of the United States of America. And Joe is a healer, a uniter, a tested and steady hand, a person whose own experience of loss gives him a sense of purpose that will help us as a nation reclaim our own sense of purpose, and a man with a big heart who loves with abandon. It's his love for Jill 
who will be an incredible First Lady. It's his love for Hunter and Ashley and his grandchildren and the entire Biden family. And while I first knew Joe as Vice President, I really got to know him as the father who loved Bo, my dear friend who we remember here today. And to my husband, Doug, and our children, Cole and Ella, and my sister, Maya, and our whole family. I love you all more than I can ever express. We are so grateful to Joe and Jill for welcoming our family into theirs on this incredible journey. And to the woman most responsible for my presence here today, my mother, Shamala Gopalan Harris, who is always in our hearts. Uh, when she came here from India at the age of 19, she maybe um, didn't quite imagine this moment, but she believed so deeply in an America where a moment like this is possible. And so I am thinking about her and about the generations of women, black women, Asian, white, Latina, Native American women who throughout our nation's history have paved the way for this moment tonight. Women who fought and sacrificed so much for equality and liberty and justice for all, including the black women who are often too often overlooked, but so often prove they are the backbone of our democracy. All the women who have worked to secure and protect the right to vote for over a century, 100 years ago with the 19th Amendment, 55 years ago with the Voting Rights Act, and now in 2020 with a new generation of women in our country who cast their ballots and continued the fight for their fundamental right to vote and be heard. Tonight, I reflect on their struggle, their determination, and the strength of their vision to see what can be unburdened by what has been. And I stand on their shoulders. And what a testament it is to Joe's character that he had the audacity to break one of the most substantial barriers that exists in our country and select a woman as his vice president. But while I may be the first woman in this office, I will not be the last. Because every little girl watching tonight sees that this is a country of possibilities. And to the children of our country, regardless of your gender, 
Our country has sent you a clear message. Dream with ambition. Lead with conviction. And see yourselves in a way that others may not, simply because they've never seen it before. But know that we will applaud you every step of the way. And to the American people, no matter who you voted for, I will strive to be a vice president, like Joe was to President Obama, loyal, honest, and prepared, waking up every day thinking of you and your family. Because now is when the real work begins, the hard work, the necessary work, the good work, the essential work to save lives and beat this epidemic, to rebuild our economy so it works for working people, to root out systemic racism in our justice system and society, to combat the climate crisis, to unite our country and heal the soul of our nation. And the road ahead will not be easy, but America is ready, and so are Joe and I. We have elected a president who represents the best in us, a leader the world will respect and our children will look up to, a commander-in-chief who will respect our troops and keep our country safe, and a president for all Americans. What an amazing and hopeful view on what democracy looks like for our nation moving forward. Absolutely, Emilio. As a young woman of color, the speech makes me feel very empowered and confident in the women who lead this country. We want to give a special congratulations to everyone who works so hard in Georgia getting people to the polls and voting to elect Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff and Snit Flip, the United States Senate Democrat. To acknowledge the hard work of so many grassroots BIPOC organizers who committed to building the democracy of our country by getting out the vote, here are two songs to honor their efforts. Let's Flip the Senate Blue by Seat at the Vote, followed by Georgia on My Mind by Las Cafeteras with Quetzal Guerrero and Sergio Mendoza. Now we have Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the youngest woman to be elected to Congress at the age of 29. 
Representative AOC, a Puerto Rican, grew up experiencing the reality of New York's rising income inequality, inspiring her to organize her community and run for office. Last week, Representative AOC talked about democracy after the violent mob attack on the U.S. Capitol. Here is a clip from her Instagram Live video. We got to organize. And I think what we saw in Georgia is a really good example with Black women leading the way with multiracial and multicultural organizations leading the way. They proved that Southern states are not red states. They are suppressed states, which means the only way that our country is going to heal is through the actual liberation of Southern states, the actual liberation of the poor, the actual liberation of working people from economic, social, and racial oppression. That's the only way. That's the only way. We just got to keep pushing. Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, our hearts go out to you and all of the members of Congress, Vice President Pence, and everyone else who was threatened January 6, 2021. I know that you are working toward a description of democracy that I can believe in. We wanted to thank Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for her leadership and bravery in times like these. Your honesty and your point of view will bring us very far in this fight for democracy. As we get ready to end our evening, we want to honor the memory of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. with a short clip from his letter from a Birmingham jail. We know through painful experience that freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. Frankly, I have yet to engage in a direct action campaign that was well-timed in the view of those who have not suffered unduly from the disease of segregation. For years now, I have heard the word wait. It rings in the ear of every Negro with piercing familiarity. This wait has almost always meant never. We must come to see with one of our distinguished jurists that justice too long delayed is justice denied. My favorite part of that letter is Oppressed people cannot remain oppressed forever. The yearning for freedom eventually manifests itself. I hope I get to see this in my lifetime. Here's a song from that time and a reminder for us today. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. Performed by Howard Gospel Choir.
We hope you've enjoyed this Hour of Democracy Perspectives. What was your favorite voice that we shared with you on Democracy Tonight? Who are you listening to to learn more about democracy? Tonight's Hour of Radio was produced by Barbara Ramirez and Roberta Rael, with production assistance from Antonio Garcia, Lily Lucao, and editing support from Barbara Ramirez, Riazula Alcozai, and Roman Garcia. We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers. We cannot do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We're also active on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and follow our playlists on Spotify. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the Conalma House Foundation, the Annie E. Casey Foundation, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. Our last songs of the night are Power to the People by John Lennon and We Shall Overcome by Bruce Springsteen with the Sessions Band. I'm Emilio Bovale. And I'm Isola Becerra. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word. So stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Good night. See you next time. Shall overcome We shall